Yeah, those, those children are really precious. We're, we really enjoy watching them. So I think we have a few minutes to share and serve some time in God's Word and, and um, share some thoughts and whatnot. Uh, as I was watching, I, I thought Mary and Joseph were the perfect couple, weren't they? They were just, just about right. And the, and the uh, shepherds, the wise men, they looked really wise. Didn't you think so? And the angels, they were angelic. I mean, they were cute, right? But who was the poodle? What was the... No. <laughs> that definitely was the cutest part of that thing. I enjoy watching him. He acted like a lot of like his dad, you know, <laughs> when he was laying down around there. But we enjoy those... The children, and actually what I wanted to speak to you about this morning and, and, and the thought we had of the children this morning and, and the baby in the manger, we want to talk about that this morning just a little bit. So <clears throat> before we get going, we'll open up in a word of prayer and then uh, and we'll have a few minutes. Father, we love you. We do thank you for the opportunity we have to be here and to, uh, uh, to listen to these young, young people tell about Christ, the story of Christ in, in song and Father, I pray that our hearts would be touched by those things and we'd realize that the future of the church is with these young people and uh, how important it is that they learn the salvation message and learn it very well. We thank you for all you do for us and we ask that you bless the few moments we have to share together t- today. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, children, uh, we all appreciate the innocence and faith of children. They're uncomplicated and simple. Am I, am I good or are you good? <laughs> They're uncomplicated and simple in their faith and trust, um, kind of unlike adults. It seems like the more we live and the more we learn about life, uh, the more complicated. Is that the one? Okay. Yeah, the more we live and the more we learn about life as adults, seem like that's the more complicated things become. Um, children are so simple. Um, and by the way, that is exactly how God says he wants us to come to him. Simple like little children. So today we're going to kind of talk about that baby in the manger and who he really was. Um, We're going to take a look at the baby Jesus before his birth. Now, uh, not often do you have uh, a newborn baby and you say to the mother, "That's that's a really nice baby. What was he before he was a baby? You don't see that. And that's because Jesus wasn't just that baby in a manger. The world today is pretty, pretty okay with that baby in the manger. Or in, you know, as God in a general sense. But they're not okay with Jesus Christ and who he really was. And so we want to take a look at that this morning. We'll go through some scripture. We don't have a lot of time, so I'll kind of roll through it and reference some scripture as we go. Uh, Mark 10, 14, and 15. And I marked these in my Bible so I could kind of rush to them. Mark 10, 14, and 15 says, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom um, of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. God gives us a pretty good view of, of little children. We saw these children and their, and their innocence and their, and their love. And God says, you know, something in a child is, is similar to what I want you to be like um, when you come into my kingdom. Let's take, take a look at the baby Jesus and who he was before his birth. Uh, he was the eternal God. John 1, um, we can take a quick look at John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So this baby in a manger was not just a baby in a manger. Uh, 
he was also the eternal God. He was the God without any beginning. Um, he was also the creator. And John 1, chapter, or verse 3 says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So this baby in a manger now, he's the eternal God. And he's the creator of all things. Um, that's, just, that's kind of a special baby. Uh, this also, this baby Jesus, who was he in life? Well, he was born of a virgin. He was a miraculous birth. It was God in the flesh. Um, he lived a sinless life. This baby in a manger walked on water. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He brought uh, sight to the blind. That was, that was quite, a, quite a baby in a manger. We, see, we begin to see that this was God in the flesh, um, unlike any other baby, any like any, unlike any other baby there ever was. He calmed the sea uh, with his words, um, and then he gave his life as a ransom for us, and then he was raised again. Now, if he had died, uh, he would have been like all other people, but he died, um, but then he was raised again. And so, because he has a resurrection... And because he paid the penalty for us, and we also have the ability to have a, have a resurrection as well. We understand that we're, that we're, we're not going to die and be, be gone forever. But if we know Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have a resurrection. So this baby in a manger is the eternal God. He's the creator. And he's the Savior of all who will come to him. That's not everybody. That's all who that all that who would come to him. So who is this Jesus now? In verse Peter three twenty two, he says he he has power in heaven. He he is he's in heaven now. He's on the right hand of God. Angels and powers and authority will be subject to him. So this baby in a manger, who was the creator and the eternal God, who can be this, who can be your savior? He's also our king and our judge. Um, we don't mind the baby in the manger things oftentimes, but mm, he's my king and my judge. We begin to say, oh, I don't know. I, I, I prefer to have the gospel kind of my way. I prefer to see it just like I want to see it and have it just like I want to have it. And I, I, I'm okay with the baby in the manger, but boy, when that baby in the manger becomes my king and my judge, that means that I've, I've got some responsibility. I've got something that I need to do. Um, <clears throat> Philippians 2, uh, 10 and 11. We talk about the name of Jesus. Um, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and of things in heaven and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Everybody will bow a knee and confess that Jesus is Lord. This baby in a manger, we begin to see that it's much more. It's a, it's a plan that God had from eternity past that he brought this baby in a manger who was God in the flesh. And now that baby becomes our Savior. And in the future, our, our Lord and our Judge and our King. Uh, <clears throat> What, what is it that Jesus desires to do? Um, desires to judge and eliminate all of sin, 
of death, of war, violence, disease. Everything on this earth that sin brought about in the beginning, that's what God's going to correct in the long run. This, this baby in a manger becomes God Almighty who will set all things right. Um, he will make this earth a new earth. Sin will go away and everything that sin has to do with. And so again we see we have a, we have a clear choice to make as we can make that choice to accept this, this baby in a manger as our Savior or we can say, no, I think I'll not. And when God judges the earth and when God says all things that are of sin are going to go away, he says that that's, that's when he will judge those that, that reject Christ as well. Revelation 21, uh, verse 3 and 4. This is a beautiful, um, beautiful thought. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things will be passed away. Wow, and that's special. We all look forward to that, and we all understand we want that. Um, in First Peter, um, or Second Peter, uh, three nine. You, you, I'm not going to look this up, but God, he says God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. So I have two questions to ask you, and you might be partly surprised or temporarily surprised at the answers. So are all people God's children? Well, only as, as God is their creator. God is the creator of all people, but they're not all children. Could you think of someone in history that doesn't deserve to go to heaven? Plenty of them we could probably think of. Oh, I, I would say that person doesn't believe, doesn't deserve to go to heaven. And well, I can think of this person over here, or this person that murdered, or you know, in history, terrible, terrible. No, I, I can think of people. So we obviously understand that just because we're born and we're created by God doesn't mean we are His children in that sense. So um, we're obviously not born into that. Uh, Romans 3:23 says that all have sinned and come short of God's of God's glory, that, that every one of us is short of that. Just, just like we see that there is sin in other people, we also see that, hey, uh, we're, the same, we're exactly the same way. And the second question is, do all roads or religions or paths lead to God? Pause for a moment, and I'm sure you'll say no. And I'm going to say yes, they do. And I'm going to tell you how. Either as Savior or as Judge. All roads lead to, Jesus, to, to God, either as Savior or as Judge. And so we understand again that because this baby in a manger came, he came to give us a choice about our eternal, our, our eternal life. Salvation, faith, trust, belief, receive, repent, accept. What does all of that mean? Exactly what does that all mean? We, we as Christians banter that about constantly and, and, it, and it goes and, and it, it seems so simple and, and yet on the other hand kind of confusing. So let's start with what it doesn't mean and I'll go through this quite quickly. Um, Satan is the master at confusion and, and uh, deception. Um, there's the old adage, how do you know when a politician is not telling the truth? His lips are moving. <laughs> Satan is the same way. Everything in this world is set up to be a deception 
everything is painted as beauty. Um, the lifestyle that Satan would have us live, the things he would have us partake of, all those things are portrayed as a thing of beauty. And if we do these things, we'll be special, we'll be blessed, we'll have everything that the earth has to offer. But it's short-lived. And so we understand that, that it, it just doesn't last very long. Satan is a great deceiver. So we say what... We understand what is salvation not. And these are some things. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells us that for by grace are we saved and not of works. Um, so we don't, it's not of works, it's not of a good life or religion or baptism. Um, salvation is not Christ, being in the Christian nation or a Christian family or any kind of inheritance. And this is interesting. It's not in belief in God as a higher power or just a general belief in God. So a general belief in this baby in a manger or that there is a God or a creator is not something that brings us salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John 14.6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. This was simply a, a beginning that Jesus came he was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and he was resurrected. And that is so that we have the opportunity to be saved. This time of Christmas is not just about this. It's not about this tree or these things. It's about the opportunity each one of us has to know Jesus Christ personally. So in closing, I want to say, what is salvation? Um, Acts 20.21 20, says it's repentance toward God and faith toward Jesus Christ. Romans 10, and uh, chapter, chapter 10, 9, 10, and 13. And we'll read that really quick and we're almost finished. Uh, Romans 10. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, salvation is a personal one-on-one -on -one experience. It is something between every individual and God. It is our sin which separates us from a holy God, and Jesus Christ paid the penalty for that sin. God will apply that to our account if we but ask and believe. And by the way, we started this out thinking about the way of salvation was like a simple, like a child. And that's exactly what we come to now. The way of salvation is very simple, like a child. So in, in closing, we see that this baby Jesus in a manger, he was the eternal God. He was the creator of all things. He's the savior to everybody who desires to have him as savior. He's the king with all authority. And he'll be the judge of all mankind, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he, is, that he is Christ. So we see this baby in a manger is much more than just a baby in a manger. So I guess it comes down to each one of us saying, will we understand, will we believe in the baby in a manger and Christmas time and God in a general sense or will we apply that to our hearts and lives and have a personal recognition and understanding and forgiveness of our sins? So, um, we're, we're just going to close this morning. If Obviously, if there's someone here that doesn't know the Lord or if you want to discuss things, this church is full of people who would love to talk to you that, about those things. And I thank you for your patience. It's been a long morning, I know. So we will close in prayer.
and they have lunch next door. Um, I'll ask a blessing for that as well. And then if uh, you could mosey over there, and they, I think they should have things ready for us, okay? Father, we love you. We thank you for this time we could spend together. We pray that your word, which you promised to honor, would touch each one of our hearts. And Father, we would begin to think about Jesus Christ as more than just a, a baby in a manger at Christmas time. Um, but we would begin to understand that he's the creator and he'll be our final judge and our savior. I pray that you would work those uh, scriptures out in our hearts and help us to uh, pay attention to those and, and think of those this week. We thank you for all you do for us. And we ask that you would bless the food to our bodies and the fellowship as we spend time together. Thank you again for this church and this opportunity we have to share time together. In Christ's name, amen.